welcome back. The Kinky Lifestyle Podcast with me, Marcus. And we're still on the therapy thing. Episode 3. Well, not episode 3, part 3. Part 3. So now we've moved, we're moving away from the antisocial attitudes and offence supportive beliefs and we're moving into the domain of relationship and interpersonal skills. And in this section, we have four components. We have poor conflict resolution, controlling and domineering, relationship instability, and dependent or passive. And I had all of these um, indicators. So it says assessment phase of therapy. I'm going to start with poor conflict resolution. Marcus's use of violence clearly shows that conflict resolution has been an issue for Marcus. True. Real talk. In a small group, Marcus has explored how he feels compelled to power over others if he feels weak in a situation with the compulsion being for him to hurt the other person more than they have hurt him. Identifying this thought process is really crucial as it gives Marcus an area to focus on and explore in his groups. Marcus has not been involved in any unhealthy conflict since coming to Endeavour. He has been involved in a situation where he felt hurt and angered by something another res resident said to him. Marcus used the therapy process to address this issue, bringing it to the community room and his small group and speaking to the resident in question about it. He showed a significant change in his previous responses to such situations. Now nah, that was hard. I've mentioned this conflict on one of the previous pods, early pods, probably in the 20s. You know what I mean, choose around episode 64. Badoosh, you know what I mean, not ramping then. Anyway. So obviously, typically, I was on about on the last pod about not stepping over that line. Um, and being able to step over that line and bring this issue to a speaking space because there's spaces for each, for different things. Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to prepare for a boxing match and get into the ring. And we're like, we're like, you know, like bam, they like touch gloves and like, bam, and like round one. And I'm like, well, what it is, uh, <laughs> well, what it is, uh, Deontay, is uh, he's going to punch my fucking head off because it's not the space. You get me? So, actually two things. Uh, one relating to this and one kind of, you know me. And um, so, that's why I don't partake uh, in certain things. I don't go to certain places. I don't chill around certain people because they can't, there's no talking in them. They don't have the capacity to talk. They haven't got that skill. So, which is, I don't blame anyone for not having that skill. I didn't have that skill. We've never got taught that skill. Or we're living a, I lived, but they still may still live in a world where talking is not an option. It can only be violence. You know, the ones there can only be. Uh, give us a second. Yeah. I've got two cameras going. I've got a new camera. So I'm just testing it out so don't feel neglected and don't feel neglected I probably use this footage though because this is my original footage that I always use the original camera but there's some issues with this one allegedly I've just got it now so literally it's come about like 20 minutes ago so we'll see how it goes here see if it can stand and last for the entirety of this pod um but you know we elevate you know what I mean we're talking about a couple pods ago like about how we you know we invest and we move up but anyway the other thing is um when was I talking about it? Was I talking, I'm not talking about it in the last pod actually, be, about being a chameleon. Let me get my phone. When it wants to, yeah, so let's have a look. Scan the QR code. Whoa, 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 whoa. Talking about scanning QR code around this shatty. 
Uh, chameleon, there you go. So I thought oh, it was interesting because I thought to myself, hmm, I'm looking at it like it's a positive for myself. And then I was seeing it all down to mixed race and stuff and possibly. But I thought, let me look into it. Let me see what, I just put chameleon person meaning. Do you know what I mean? And it says straight away, a person who often changes his or her beliefs or behavior in order to please others or to succeed. So when I seen that, I thought, hmm, because as I was looking into it, I thought chameleon, maybe that's people pleaser, which isn't a good thing. Which isn't a good thing. Um, so then I clicked on another one. And it says, being a social chameleon refers to the ability to adapt to different social situations and environments similar to how a chameleon changing its colour changes its colour to blend in with its surroundings. A social chameleon can adjust their behaviour, communication style and interests to fit in with different social groups. And it's funny that like I've always said things like, you know, if, I, I always said, use Chinese for example, I say if I'm going to speak to like someone from China, I'm going to speak Chinese, I can't speak Chinese, it's just an example. I mean, if I'm going to speak to someone from Poland, I'm going to speak Polish. I'm going to speak to someone from England, I'm going to speak English. I'm not going to speak Polish to a Chinese person. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to speak in their language, basically. Uh, and it's a skill that I quite, I, I've, I've, I haven't really got it now. It's proper, my skills have just gone down. Because I'm just not able to um, utilise them. So I'm a person that definitely, um, where the, the saying, don't, don't use it, you lose it. That's me. Whoa, all over. Like, to death. To death. I forgot you're there, mate. So yeah, I thought that was, uh, let's see what other ones I said. So yeah, so it was something I built up when I was on the uh, community, on the TC, to be able to help people with their stuff because I was able to talk on their level, every, anyone's level, every step of the way kind of thing. It was really, really, really interesting. And that's why I quite, like I helped a lot of people because they'd be like, no, I think I mentioned it before, they'd be like, no, 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 no. Or they'd listen to someone like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Marcus, now you tell me. Because they were saying it in their terms, but they wanted to he hear it in their own terms, which I, because I knew them, because I listened, I knew what their interests were and I could relate it to something that they was interested in. Do you know what I mean? Whether they played chess, like did crossword puzzles, played football, snooker, like what they was interested in, like in terms of um, films or whatever, I could use metaphors, because speaking metaphors a lot anyway, if you haven't noticed. Yeah, speaking metaphors anyway, so yeah. I, uh, I did know that that's a skill there. So, yeah, it, it you know, because I just want to see if it's a good or a bad thing. Do you know what I mean? Or how it's perceived. Or what the mechanics are, what people that are, you know, you know, the brainiacs of the uh, our society is how they think of uh, this. Or oh, what is a chameleon narcissist? They can change their persona to fit any situation, making it difficult to identify them as narcissists. They may be friendly and personable when they want something from someone, but can quickly turn cold or even vicious if they don't get what they want. Hmm. What causes the oh? What causes the chameleon personality? This phenomenon occurs within social interactions where individuals tend to mimic the behaviors of those around them, often without realizing it. The cause of the chameleon effects are thought to be rooted in our natural tendency for social bonding and empathy. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's just a few things you can Google it yourself. You know what I mean. But I did think it was interesting. Tonight on D King. <laughs> um, so yeah, where was I? Yeah, so that guy, that individual, 
day. So, so taking it to that um, to a talking space and, and, and being able to talk through it, even though you know there's a few things because where it is, I brought loads of stuff to the room, yeah. But it was always stuff I was involved with, and I just say my part. Do you know what I mean? So I'd be like, right. So just say the guy was called Stephen, for example. I'd be like, so what it is. I might say the name, I might not, depending. Um, I'd be like, oh, so me and Stephen had an argument by the microwave. It was always like, always in that round. The microwave was near my cell, do you know what I mean? Because, you know what I mean? Uh, that's just where I was located. But we'd cooked a lot of food, me and people. You know what I mean? Me and people like Steve, for example. But he's not called Steve. Um, so I'd be like, yeah, you know, me and Steve had an argument by the... Um, by the brevlo, by the fucking thingy. And it's just because that's where the plugs were located, by the way. Not for anything special. That the plugs are just, you know, plugs are located where plugs are located. You know how it goes. And uh, yeah, just talk about, like, but I'd, so I'd say, like, me and Steve had the issue. And I'd be like, but I felt like this in the uh, in the thing. I wouldn't be like, he said this and I said that and this. I won't get into the he said, she said, because that's bollocks anyway. And that's what people always get into. And it's just all of the bollocks. It doesn't go nowhere. You know, the ones there. Your thoughts get into the feelings bit because that's what the reaction's all about. So, for example, I bet, like, oh, yeah, Stephen, uh, I must, me and Stephen are from the same area out there, and he must have mentioned the name. So, when he mentioned that, that name, I've felt like then triggered. I've thought I was angry because obviously I've thought about it through the night, and it's in the next day that I brought this to the room in thoughts and feelings because it just happened to come round to me because sometimes it don't get to you because obviously people got people things to say. Um, and he's like, um. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, so sorry. Not he's like. I'm like a bit. I thought it was angry at the time, and I like mentioned my response. My my response was not good. My response was, um, you know, I did it like, you know, it, it was an aggressive stance, and I was standing intimidating or whatever I'd be saying. Do you know what I mean? And I'm looking across it like I can see Steve. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm like talking, and Steve might be somewhere. I might just because I'm addressing the whole room as as well as doing like a lot of thinking, looking around like how I do when I'm doing these pods. And uh, you can see Steve's fuming over there. Because <laughs> it's like grassing. It's grassing, do you know what I mean? Like, but the challenge is, so the part of the challenge is, is what I was saying about like, everything that I brought to the room was always me. I'd never bring other people's stuff because that's what a lot of people do. So they might bring their own stuff and other people's. And then there'll be some people that only bring other people's stuff. They don't address their own stuff. And these are part of like the dynamics as well. And understanding the makeup of how people are made up. Do you know what I mean? Are they courageous enough to mention their own stuff, their own involvement? Are they courageous enough to be able to do that work themselves rather than trying to use it as a tool to get back at people? Because when you're pointing people's work out, it then becomes, because it's so hard to do your own work, it's torturous. It's so painful and hard to do that initial work. Like it's, then eventually you get used to it, do you know what I mean? But there'll still be somewhere. Because every time you do something well, you might build up to a high level in one aspect. So I might build up highly in poor conflict resolution. But like, just say in, when you're talking about criminal peers, I'm not, I'm coming, I'm having to start from ground zero. So I don't want to start because it's like, it's attacking myself worth because I'm feeling really good because I'm at a decent level. Uh, poor conflict resolution. People might even come to me and be like, oh, poor conflict resolution. Boom, brother. Me getting them all of them high. All of them high. You get me done. All of them high. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway uh, Yeah because he don't want it brought up Because he don't want to do the work This guy Steve doesn't do no work Steve's been on for years before I turned up And Steve was on for years after I left You know them ones there I was there for a quick two and a half year 18 month therapy And a bit of assessment period And a little bit of that cool down period Boom And 
Anyway, he uh, he's on the song about how I felt and you know how I felt. How I realized I thought I was angry at the time, but I wasn't angry. I felt vulnerable because they're talking about someone outside that I can't protect. They haven't said anything bad to like in reality, but they've said something that's made me feel like they can then use inside information inside the prison to tell someone outside that could go to someone that I know. So then I'm feeling vulnerable as well as feeling like ashamed and and uh, embarrassed that I've spoken so freely. Do you know what I mean? Um, feeling hurt. Probably might be premature hurt that this guy might betray me. So feeling betrayal. Um, so yeah, so just in terms of emotion, that's the feelings. The feelings could kind of go on. But like, you know, the, feel, uh, the emotions are just basically feeling like uh, scared and fearful. And obviously anger, anger as well. Because um, obviously I've gone to like my pal's cell next door to mine anyway. He was close to the food thing because that's where we was cooking. And then like our pal, but more Steve's pals, rocked in. I've had to like throw it on Steve's toes like, Steve, get the fuck out, bro. Because I'll just, don't come here spying. Yeah. Because I'll just put mine out. You know what I mean? I don't really want to. Because I'm on a new wave them days on the beginning of it. Obviously I've been cementing it for years and I'm proud, I'm proud. But... It was early stages then, so it was like touch and go because I was still more the other guy than the guy I am now. Where now I'm more the guy I am now than I am the other guy that I used to be, you know the ones there. Um, so I'm not even saying Steve's bit, do you know what I mean? And then, obviously, it's to people. some people knew about it, some people didn't. Obviously, the screws didn't know about it, so I was like, hmm. But they're not on it. They're not on to, like, chastisers or to... Um, uh, there's not no consequence. The consequence of bringing your own stuff is for you to work on it. For you to work on it, you get me? So that's it. But if you don't work on it, then they get onto you more and more. They get onto you more and more because they want you to do that work. Do you know what I mean? That's what you're here for. But like I said, because it's so hard, people don't want to face it. It's very torturous. It's it's it's, it's like it's just very hard. I can't explain it. Do you know what I mean? Um so yeah, I've just gone into that and obviously like it's helping them see my work that I'm doing because I've got that ability to come out of my head and ruminate and I can fuck him up the fucking prick to come down to my feelings. Like, how do I feel? I feel this. Why do I feel that? I feel that because of this, which I've explained a second ago. Uh, and then also being able to see like the um, the multitude, the layered emotions. Not just, oh, I'm pissed off, I'm angry, I'm fucking this. That's where he's at. He's at a basic level. That's where people are a lot at the time. Do you know what I mean? That we know. They can't tell you. Like, the more in detail you can uh, honestly and correctly identify your feelings, that's how there's IQ, which we all know about, and there's EQ. So IQ is intelligence, which is your inter intelligence quotient. And then there's EQ, which is allegedly more important than IQ in the real world, like in the academic world where you want IQ to be high, even though not everyone's got high, high IQ. Um, the EQ is how you be with other people and, and stuff and how you can identify your emotions and how... Um, how well you can manage life by having a high emotional quotient, which is emotional intelligence. Um, so yes, yeah, so it's, it's showing my work as well because a lot of people didn't show their work in the thoughts and feelings. They just leave it until they're uh, in a group, which is fine. But I heard about doing it in the group. So, I mean, in the big room. So I, I do it all the time and the big room, always speak my mind where I'm at. Do you know what I mean? A bit like the pods. <laughs> bit like the fucking pods, our kids. Do you know what I mean? But there was no joking and laughing. It was serious, bruv. It was a time where for months I didn't laugh or joke. I just analyse. Like, boom, someone said something to me. And a lot of the time, Mandy, even wanna, even people like here now probably still think, yo, Marx is gone. Like, he's gone do lally, mate. Because, like, 
I am half analyzing them because I just need to. Only reason I'm doing that is because I just need to see where they're at. How dangerous is this person around me? Like, what am I risking being around this person? But we'll get back to that. Um. So yeah. So oh, so then from the community uh, meeting, thoughts and feelings in the morning. We've gone straight. We had a ten minute break. We went straight into our groups for an hour. Thoughts and feelings is 15 minutes, 10 minute break, straight into the groups for an hour. I've took the group and it's been on, because I've identified it. People are like, right, Marcus, you want to talk about da, 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 with Steve? I'm like, yeah, cool. So this is what I've got to. And obviously I've got thinking, Steve's got pals in there. So they're half like trying to slyly get onto me and that. And that's causing dynamics because there's someone that's like, um, probably more like 51% on my side and 49% on this side. Because we're both our friend, but he can see that he's sticking up for Steve. So then he's getting onto him because it's bringing people stuff out. So it's creating more work in the group. Do you know what I mean? Because what the groups are for, you can't pick what group you go in. Because the groups allegedly represent the family. Like you can't pick your family, but you have to deal with them. Do you know what I mean? And then the community is obviously the community, your friends and your neighbours and you this and that and, da, 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 and how you um, interact with those. Uh, because I didn't mention it in the other pod about, we're talking about criminal peers and the peers that I met met on there is because they said to me like I always seem to chill with a certain type of people they were talking about road man black people people of colour because the people I was chilling with were like black and Asian a mixed race really and we're all that kind of like same cut from the same cloth kind of thing but at the time I'm thinking what you're on about because I say a lot of people I say a lot to everybody like not everybody but I say you know, I ain't not talking to them because they're white or whatever but I just could see what they're on about because the white people well, other than my pal He's a white kid, but he's on the roads. He's one of us kind of thing. And when I say one of us, I don't mean black. I mean on the roads. He's on the road thing. Do you know what I mean? Even though he's not at the same time. Because he's very much white. He's not one of them, whatever. Do you know what I mean? Them white guys that like, he's straight fucking white guy, but he chills around them and him. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, so he's slightly different, but he's still there. And uh, I could kind of start to see what they're saying. Because I, I wasn't chilling in man's pads that are, aren't from this lifestyle. Everyone had the same lifestyle as me that was wrong, but that's because it's a nat natural gravitation because of the music, the lifestyle that we live, our upbringings, our family, uh, the, the things that we're into. Do you know what I mean? Um, food. It was all around the food. Cause of the same food bought. A food bought is like when a group of people cook together in jail, they call it a food bought for some reason. So run like, then it was like warring food boats, like boats running, like, <laughs> it was coming like fucking Black Cross or it was called Black Flag or or whatever, that pirate thing. Anyway, beer boats are beef, you know, then. <laughs> but anyway, people jumping ship. You get me? Like, they're not on their boat, on the same boat as me now. I might have left that boat. I'm with them now. Like, I've gone back to my, create my own boat, like, with my own people. And the next meeting, you know, I'm on my own boat, my dinghy. <laughs> like, yo, whose boat you on? You on this boat? Like, nah, man. They don't even know man's cook. <laughs> they don't even know man's, like, not getting nothing for the boat. Like, nah, man. It's, it's, oh, you're in a dinghy? Yes. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just rowing the boat, man. <laughs> Hard. Anyway. Um, where am I? Uh, oh yeah, so yeah, so sorry. Then we'd come out of the group and then we'd spend like 15 minutes back in the community room where we'd uh, call it feedback. So one person from each group I'd provide feedback. At the beginning, people would write it down. They'd write stuff down, yeah? So they can read it back. Do you know what I mean? When people were writing fucking War and Peace, big novels and that. So it's like, nah, nah, nah. And what they want you to do is start to actively listen and actively remember. So it's good because I couldn't do it at first. My anxiety, because you have to like recall it couldn't do it because the group's switching from things so this person's switching from different topics and it might switch to a different person because he's linking in like you know what happened to me mate and it might go somewhere else and da, da, da. so you have to like and it's like it's literally just as time's progressing i'm realizing that this thing's right 
the neural connections are growing. Like just, you're just building these new pathways, like because now you're learning to actively listen, you're learning to actively recall what happened in the group, like in detail and chrono chronologically. I'm losing that skill now because I'm not doing it. But that was mad. Because obviously the pathway is still there, so it's like I'm not using it, so it's all bushed over, you know what I mean? So I just need to cut back the edges and start using that pathway again. It's the same with like the pathways that I've used in terms of like when they're saying that, you know, Marcus does this now, Marcus does that now. Because it's true, because I created that new pathway, so I don't have to act like that because that's what I got learned or what I learned myself to do. And now I do it like this. Let's move on. Oh, sorry, I keep forgetting to mention Steve went to his group and Steve didn't do no work. Steve just argued with people like, what do you mean? He were doing it to me. Da, 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 da. They're like, hold on. You just heard he just dissected himself like what he did. Don't worry. You know that, we all know that Marcus is up there doing the work because that's Marcus. <laughs> that's Marcus for you. You know what I mean? You can't stop him from doing the work. Nah, and it's just another thing that Steve would not do. People that are watching this that know me, I'm not, that was there. I'm not actually talking about Steve that was on there. I'm just calling this guy Steve, yeah? Yeah? All right? All right, cool. Anyway, um, yeah, so Steve did no in there but argue. Because obviously when people are saying stuff about you to you, but you do this and they're calling out your behaviours, you get defensive. Like, well, what about you? You do this and then you start to attack. And it becomes a thing because it's hard to take it on and take control and be in control and be like, not, not being controlled, like you're controlling it. Like they're giving you like feedback and you're like, yeah, I can see that. Or what do you mean? How, like, how am I like that? And they're like, oh, and they give you examples and then you, you put to like, kind of like come outside yourself and look at yourself and think, yeah, do you know what? That's how that looks. And you know what? Because you can't really tell that your face is like this, but they're saying you're always looking at people like that. You might go a bit extra. You think, you know what I do, you know? I do actually like, I can feel a face like, I can feel this tension then, you know, and this is a bit up like, because when I'm chilling normally, it don't feel like that. Like I, I am like that. Like, because you can't tell, because when people try to drop things on you, you just get defensive. Anyways, that caused bare problems for him because he could have just done the work. Then obviously he's on me because now I've done something to him by bringing up the work that was for both of us to do. He could have brought it, brought it. Because I think it even got to him first and he's just like, oh, yeah, I'm all right today. Yeah, just gonna see what today brings. That's me. And just let it go to the next man. And it's got to me and I've pulled it. And they've even probably saying that, like, yo, why didn't you mention it in the like thoughts and feelings? Like, you know, Marx is going to mention it. <laughs> but this is the works, like I said, so it's getting past that, like, Dressing, it's not dressing because I'm not like saying anything that he's done anything because there's bare things like where people have got phones on there and drugs and that and people are saying stuff but I, I wasn't on them things there because that could affect their security file. I'm on a parole sentence. You know, anyone's there. And a lot of these other people are on a parole sentence because they're in for like, you know, second strike life or life or EDS, IPP. You know, people need to get out of prison, man. You know what I mean? People got things to do, people to see, family and that. You know, anyone's there. But I just wanted them to do the work. But if they're not prepared to do the work and I wasn't throwing work on them, if the work comes up, then I'm involved. You know, the ones there. But I always bring up my own work. And like I said, this is what I'm talking about. It's called work. Call it, that's the work to do. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, we'll move on. Um, and he didn't do that work for a time. And like I say, he's on me more now. Fell out with me. We're on the same boat, by the way. So it was awkward on the boat because he's the cook as well. <laughs> he's the cook as well. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, but that created problems for him because he could have done the work. Uh, so yeah, controlling or domineering. Marcus's carrying of and use of weapons shows a need for control in an unhealthy manner is something which Marcus experiences. What? Marcus's carrying of and use of weapons shows a need for control in an unhealthy manner is something which Marcus experiences. Anyway, next bullet point. There's only two bullet points here. 
My experience of Marx's everyday style of communication is that it is very controlled. His style can lack an emotional component, which suggests he is used to controlling his feelings. So they were saying that that's because I used to talk in the group, like, in a monotone voice. So what it is they're saying is control. And I couldn't, that's not thinking what you're on about. It's not a talk. Like, what? Like, I talk in a deep voice. I've always heard it. You know, if any girl I come across, oh, I love your voice. It's so deep. Like, and your voice, that's it. Do you voice? Well, anyway, I do get it because then there's times where I'm more animated. You know what I mean? Where um, but I was controlled because it was because I was I couldn't speak out loud. I couldn't like in a you know there's like forty like nearly fifty people who are out like peak talking out loud. It was like judging you, non-judgmental place, but people are judging. Do you know what I mean? So it was hard to speak out and it was hard to get that across. But then I started to realize, yeah, it's the anxiety. Like not realising, not using that word anxiety on myself ever. Until I went to therapy and thinking, yeah, it's anxiety. they're talking about what anxiety sounds like and feel, sounds like, what the anxiety feels like. I thought, fucking hell. Is that anxiety? I've got anxiety. Like, what? <laughs> but not anxiety as in the depressive term. Because we do feel anxious if we're worried about something. You know, it's a normal emotion. It's been hijacked again, you know, I get onto them things there by like, uh, you know, the psychiatric community and it's labelling everyone with depression and anxiety. But everyone gets depressed and everyone gets anxiety, but not to the clinical depression, clinical anxiety kind of thing. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so I just didn't realise that these were the feelings that I was feeling. I didn't know what the names were. But anyway, um, so I did realise in the end, I could see where they're coming from. I was scared and I was trying to get it out, but I was like, like it was... It was, it was difficult. It was difficult, but yeah, got over that one. Um, relationship instability. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven bullet points. And the first one is, Marcus has reported to having a difficult relationship with his mother previously. This was present in his life from a young age. Marcus reports that he had a difficult childhood as his mother suffered from severe mental health issues and used alcohol as a way to cope with her situation. She also made a number of suicide attempts. In a small group, Marcus has spoken about his experiences of his childhood, sharing how he would often come home from school to find his mother was drunk. Marcus was placed in care homes and foster homes. That's not, they've got that twisted. Like, I wasn't in care homes or foster homes. I lived with my auntie, my two older cousins, and my dad's missus, which I've spoken about in previous pods. But they've interpreted as care homes and foster homes for some reason they've like but yeah for periods during his childhood it was two occasions I'm not sure how long uh, due to his mother's inability to meet his needs it wasn't that it's because she needed the help so family said listen go we'll take care of him do you know what I mean but yeah uh, Monks has spoken in a small group about his father being absent to him growing up absent to him growing up Marcus has a two-year-old son with his previous partner and he had a regular and he had regular contact with him prior to coming to prison. He had a good relationship with his ex-partner. Marcus is currently in a relationship which appears to be healthy and something which is very important to him. His relationship and his goals to settle down with his current partner on release are protective factors for Marcus. Marcus reports to feeling very protective of his family, a responsibility which feels bigger than is for him. This need to protect his family is also a risk factor for him, which it is because man I got blood clap mental ponyena. <laughs> But you know how it goes. You will too. You know. But now, I've listen. 
Heaven forbid anything happens to anyone that I know. But if something happens, there's nothing I can do. I'm not, not vigilante now to like go out there. I remember like there was like five things I seen on, um, I think it was Resolve. One of them was I am the law. <laughs> I am the law. I just, you know, me think of like Robocop or something. She's like, uh, so she's asking me certain things. I'm like, well, you know, well, you just go out and you just do this. This is on my last sentence. Uh, Margaret, bless her, my bloody probation officer. Old one. She's like, yeah. And she's like, oh. she's like, oh yeah, I am the law. I was just writing all these like things and I'm thinking, I am the law. I don't even feel like talking no more. Like you're just saying mad things, but it's true. When you're taking things into your own hands, like you're not doing what's supposed to be done in this country, which is ring the police. Whoop, whoop. That's the sound of that. That's what you used to, you know what I mean? In Dovegate, that's what you used to do when, uh, like when the serious like screws came on. Like um, security, call them security. Like that's like the, so there's like three levels. It's like your regular screws. Then it's like security. And then if it pops off proper, then the outside team of like tornado come. So I don't know how you'd like, so you probably say like regular feds is like the screws. And then like, I don't know, the FBI or something is like the level above security. Cause they're just watching and that. That's what FBI doing it really. They're just watching the rest. They don't do no tackling properly. And then when it pops off proper, like tornadoes could have come in full riot gear. Just like the SWAT team. Do you know what I mean? Boom. So when the fucking FBI is to come on, when I'd be like, yo, whoop, whoop. That means put everything away. It's peak. I think I mentioned this before, actually. And if you did that out of turn, it's pressure for you. Do you know what I mean? Because it's making people get scared for no. Um, so, yeah. So, I am the law. I'm not the law no more. Heaven forbid anything happens to anyone that I know. I don't want anything to happen to anybody that I know. Even people that I don't know. But it's not for me to then just jump in my whip and with my things and... Rah, 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 no, we're in the police, man. I encourage them. I say, listen, you need to ring the police, you know. Because that's their job. Make them do their job. Make them make them do their job. That's their job. To go and seek out. Your job is anything. It's to gather evidence. You know what I mean? The phone calls, the texts, the security, whatever. Get them. Let them do their job. If justice hasn't been served to your degree, then that's it. Go to Saudi Arabia. They'll cut their hands off. You know what I mean? But just remember, if you fuck up, they'll cut your hands off, yeah? And your head. And smash it with stones. So, there's places for you. If you want more, go there. Do you know what I mean? That's that. You know what I mean? I ain't spoken. <laughs> Time in therapy. Mr. Brown explored his history of conflict during his time in therapy. He identified that due to him having low self-esteem, which is true, and a lot of unresolved emotional baggage from his childhood, he was very defensive towards others. Very. I thought everyone was a dickhead. It turns out I was the dickhead. <laughs> anyway, his inability to cope with and manage himself through difficult feelings resulted in him engaging in a lot of reactive behaviour. I'm responsive now, overreactive. Uh, which often resulted in violence. He spoke about being very angry prior to coming to prison and to him regularly becoming embroiled in conflict due to his inability to tolerate difficult feelings evoked by others. Now, that's not always fighting, scrapping like I'm fucking Rocky Balboa, do you know what I mean? Or whatever, yeah? Like, 300 squad. Like, no. That's just dafty arguments with my mom, some gal or multiple gal, the man them, like, you know, Jimmy's, any old, like, you know, suppliers, any old dickhead on the street going downtown on a mad thing, like, you know, just constantly embroiled in something mad. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, it was them, but it's also me, my part. So I don't get in conflicts now, like, because I'm just not around them people that are just still reactive. And it doesn't, obviously, I'm just at that level, like, where it's, a lot of things don't matter. Like, 
I'm not bothered about that. I don't rely on you for that. I don't need that. Do you know what I mean? I've took a lot of investments out of like certain people and situations. Therefore, I don't have a horse in the race. Do you know what I mean? If I've banked, if I've put my whole life savings, 100 bags on some horse to win, then I need that horse to win. If I've got my 100 bags savings and that horse don't win, I don't give a shit. <laughs> if it wins it, don't, I don't give a shit. If it don't win, I don't give a shit. Like there's no, I'm the same. I haven't lost. I haven't gained. But it's all about, for me, it's all about staying the same or gaining. No losses. Do you know what I mean? Staying the same or gaining. So that's how I view things. Stay the same or gain. Do you know what I mean? And I'm staying the same. So it's a win. The only one's there. Only the loss is a loss. The win is a stay the same or win. <laughs> gain. Yeah, uh, where were they? During his time in therapy, Mr. Brown did not engage in any violent behaviour. He did become embroiled in a couple of challenging situations with other residents. Oh, forgot about this other dickhead and some and my games. Like it's anyway, one of them was a resident who was very volatile and and reactive in his behaviour towards others. This guy was a dickhead. I've mentioned before actually, on the back on crack episode and a different one. We know inshallah he gets out soon and that he's been in for time. Like he's like eighteen years over tariff. You know the ones there, like mad. No, it might, no, might be about 13 years. It did 10 years back then. Yeah, it might be about 15 years over tariff. It might have done about 17 years now. But yeah. Um, but this guy was volatile to everybody. It was mental. Um, he was someone who Mr. Brown struggled to accept and tolerate. And on one occasion, they had a heated argument outside the formal therapy spaces, which was just on the wing. Outside myself, Mr. Brown reported this incident to the staff in the community at the first available opportunity and was able to take his responsibility in it. Reported it to the staff. I don't remember doing that. I remember doing it in the community. I mean, in the community space. I don't know if I even brought it. Or maybe I did. Yeah, no, it is. That, that, that situation there, yeah. I've brought it. I don't know if it was in the community or the fair, no it can't have been in the community space because no one can talk when you're talking it's passed along passed the next one on so I cease to speak when he speaks and then it goes to the next one and he speaks you know I mean every one person gets to speak but I remember being in the therapy space and someone said I seen it and I'm thinking that this guy has took me for a dickhead like in this argument that we're having I'm really feeling like this guy's like dominating so I'm really really feeling like I've got to do something I, I I would have I'm not like Patterson that's on RTM podcast where he's putting it down I'm boosting it up I'd have fucked him up <laughs> but I don't obviously be the violence thing I didn't use it there I haven't used it since um, but I'm thinking this guy's up for a dickhead but these times now in the therapy space there's a few people around there said oh no, not in the therapy space in the um, groups People have said, oh, I've seen it. And I'm like, yeah. Bear in mind, this guy's in my group as well. <laughs> I don't know if he was actually in that group that day. But I remember a man telling me, like, I've seen it. And you looked all right. Because I'm saying how I felt. Like, I felt like, oh, you know what, as well. He helped me build my empathy. The little Muppet. Because he was in that group that day. And I'm saying how I felt. And obviously anyone can talk during this. It's, it's good to everyone that speak 
let someone speak because you can't hear everyone speak at one time. But this guy just interjects left, right, and center to everybody anyway, yeah? He cuts them off and da 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 tries to mop it him off, but he's the muppet, everyone knows that. And, uh, but he started saying about how he felt. And I'm like, did you? You felt scared and like worried and this and that and whatever else he was saying. Because of the way it goes off, it's like, no, you're the baddest, remember? You are the baddest man and everyone shook at you. Like, remember, that's who you are. You're not bad. You know what I mean? But I thought, I mean, like, literally, like, sitting, he's sitting like there. I thought, what? And it's like, he's gone into it a little bit. He never really went into it. And he got kicked off in the end. He had a fight with his, his best mate. His best mate, always, them two used to always attack people. They were always throwing people, what they call, under the bus. Or they call it throwing a grenade in there. Because he says something a little bit cryptic towards someone. And now everyone's thinking, whoa, John's on drugs. Or John's been fighting. Like, you'd be thinking, what? What's happened there? And they'd say it just as, like, the time's just gone, like, ding, to where it's finished. And then the um, the chair. I'd be like, that's time. And everyone just gets up and we leave to go to the next meeting because everything's time-bound. Mad. Anyway, yeah, so he's, that's what he was like. Do you know what I mean? Creating, stirring up bare shit. Like it says there, everyone struggled to deal with him. But it was when I was thinking about how he felt, I thought, because everyone else seemed normalish and able to tap in a little bit to how they felt to like various degrees and whatnot. They might have just been copying people and that, but they were still like in the, but he was like an immovable object and it was like, he said he, I didn't feel like that. So the two things that I learned from that, I gained some empathy because someone that I thought could not have empathy, uh, could not feel fear, even though I knew he could, he said it and it, it really changed something inside me. And then the other thing was, I thought this guy was super muppeting me off, but someone said that they'd seen it. A couple of people said, no, I've seen it. And you looked all right. You, you looked staunch. And I thought, did I? I think they said, like, if anything, I was mugging him off. Even though we're both saying the same things to each other. Do you know what I mean? He said he's just going to come in my son and take this, this and that. I said, you try and come in my son and take that or something. Da, 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 da. You know what I mean? I'm just saying the same things back. He said the same things back. It's nothing. But I felt he was more than me. Like, not more than me. I, like I said, I'd actually thought I'm more than him. I'd do him in. But I felt at that time, when it comes to arguing, I don't like arguing because I feel like the other person's looking better than me and doing a better job than me. So now I think I'm just going to have to get physical here and phys phys physical this person up. You know what I mean? Doing that. <laughs> Physical display. <laughs> I don't mean that. I don't even know what that even means. I don't know what I was doing. I might have been trying to do that or something, but everything's mental now. Um, so yeah, so I learned something there. Like I look all right in conflict. So even when it's not going that far, I still look all right. I still maintain something. And that uh, it grew my empathy, him saying he felt like that. So then I thought anyone, I guess I thought anyone can feel like that then. Do you know what I mean? Even though people that I feared more, I didn't fear him, but I'd fear, I'd be feeling for oh, fucking hell, me and him fighting. Do you know what I mean? I think it's gonna be a bit more of a challenge than him. Like, cause he's literally like king of the Muppets. So he's gonna be the hardest of the Muppets. And then obviously the Muppets bit stop. And then it's like real people that I'd have, start to have trouble, like, you know what I mean? I might not win. And he's at the bottom of that pile. Do you know what I mean? And there's, there's other people that have said that I'd feel more fighting or think I'm going to have a bit more trouble with fighting that hadn't evoked this thing in me. So it's weird how different things affect you differently. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, on that for a bit too long. Oh, I'm a bit shocked about it saying took it to stuff. I can't remember that. 
I can't remember a person going to staff at any point, but people used to just go and sit in the office and, and, and say things about people. I remember once I was in there and then like everyone's name on the board, like what cell they was in and that. And used to play this game. They must have thought I was all right to have this game with, like play this game. And they're talking about like people, like the screws and like certain cons are talking about people on the thing. Like, is he all right? Or they were like, I think I went in there and they were just saying names. I think the screw was saying names. And this little rat bastard is like saying like, Basically, like, yes or no, or like, he's all right, him. It was a Scouser, Scouse kid. Or he might have been from there, is this like, hey, hello. It was a Scouse kid, yeah. And, uh, and then it comes to like another name, like, hmm. Basically, for the schools to look further into. Like, what? What are you doing? First thing, first, that's underhand to death. And then, started, like I said, it started to make me understand how the world works more. Like these backroom conversations, like, and the schools have got nothing, no malice against them, really. They're trying to have the place as spick and span as possible, as like clean as possible uh, in terms of like, they don't want people diluting the therapy. You know what I mean? But that's the dynamics of therapy. Like it, go, it goes up and down. Like at one point, I think my wing used to be the worst wing, but when I've come, it was like, it, it had the veneer of, of cleanliness, of, of um, being a good therapy wing. But like say it turned out it wasn't. And then that guy said about me and my mate, how we cleaned it up for real, for real. You know, the ones there. But we didn't know, we thought we turned up and it was like that. We thought we were maintaining it because these guys that we thought had done it, had gone, they were going because they'd been signed off. Um, but you start to hear things as people become more comfy with you and obviously it has then people get shipped out. There's no fear of them saying anything or whatever, or feeling like loyalties have changed or broken or whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, bit of a mad thing. This camera's still holding out. Happy about that. Uh, so yes, but I can't remember bringing it to the thingy. But it says I did, I did, and that's that. Um, on another occasion, Mr. Brown became involved in a very heated exchange with his with the same resident in their small group. Mr. Brown's body language and speech changed dramatically during this exchange, but again, he did not engage in any violence and he processed the situation well. Following this, Mr. Brown was much better able to contain himself around his character and did not engage in any more conflict than what we are aware Mr. Brown was much better able to contain himself around this character and did not engage in any more conflict that we are aware of following this. <laughs> Y'all plotting to go up to my man's soul one time, you Anyway, uh, I remember that now. So, what is in my speech chain? They're saying that I dropped it into the road thing. You know what I mean? I started going full. <laughs> the mask must have come down. <laughs> yeah, me. But anyway, I'm wondering if said it, because obviously I must have been like, I remember like leaning forward, because obviously I'm locked in now. And yeah, it was mad. Um, when Mr. Brown arrived on TCM Devo, he was very controlled in his presentation of himself and his emotions. He spoke in monotone and it was a struggle for people to hear him because I wasn't talking very loud. Uh, hear what he was saying. He also often spoke at great length without much filtering or processing of his thoughts prior to sharing them. However, as he started to engage more with therapy, he slowly became more able to share more of the intuitive side of himself. He started to identify and learn to share his emo emotions in his discourse, which resulted in him being able to connect and relate more to, to the community and residents. Like I said that to people, like, like I was talking, I'd just start talking, or trying to talk, so I know you have to talk in the therapy space, so that's what I've been told. Like, not everyone did, but that's what someone said was like the, the cheat code, so I started doing that, do you know what I mean? And it worked for me in the end, because like I said, it could see that, and it, it actually, I could see it myself, like I was making more coherent sense, because I just like start talking, and it I just like, 
yeah, well, just, oh, I, I don't know. That's me. I just drift off. And just, I know people could hear me really were the people closest to me. Do you know what I mean? Um, I started to express more and be able to get my, organise my thoughts. So it wasn't me organising my thoughts. It's as I'm speaking in the group, Dean, the officer, one of the officers that I said was helped me initially to change my behaviour. He, um, he would summarise what you're saying and say it back to you. Do you know what I mean? So what you've said, is like, yeah, boom. And it feels like this and da 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 And it's like very, very tangible. And I've said it all before, like, you know, and that's how we dropped it back. So then he's organising my thoughts for me because I couldn't do it. Do you know what I mean? Because it made no sense to me. He was making sense of it. Brilliant. Uh, Mr. Brown had a tendency to be passive in his life prior to prison. And this was present in the early days of his time in therapy. Prior to coming to prison, he spoke about how we would use cannabis on an almost daily basis. It was daily which kept him on an evident, uh, sorry, kept him on an avoidant and passive way of being, looking to avoidant and uh, passive, uh, not relational styles. Oh, I forgot anyway. But yeah, just Google it and you'll find something come up by uh, John Bowlby, B-O-W-L-B-Y. Um, what else? Passive way, he also shared how if certain difficult feelings were evoked in him, he would easily engage in aggressive and violent ways of response, responding, which I've spoken about already. During his time in therapy, Mr. Brown learned to use his voice in a healthy and proactive manner. He learned to think about what he might say and how he wanted to say it. Mr. Brown identified that his childhood was an integral part of him not being able to communicate as effectively as he might like in life. He spoke during his time in therapy of a father who left when he was young. But prior to him leaving, he had been an intimidating and violent character who had physically beaten Mr. Brown on a number of occasions. That sounds worse than it is. Like, obviously, like I said, they're not getting a few things completely right because of like when they're saying about the foster home thing when it wasn't like, uh, that sounds more formal when it was just like just staying at like family's house. Um, his mother suffered with a raw mental health and was sectioned on a number of occasions. She wasn't sectioned. She'd, she'd gone in there on her own accord to obviously try and help herself. All of this was resulted in Mr. Brown not being nurtured to use his voice and he was not accustomed to being listened to and supported at times when he did speak. Now that's true. Being seen and heard and listened to is massive. Massive. Relationships were a core area of work for Mr. Brown during his time in therapy. He explored his relationship with both his carers, which is my mum and dad, which offered him lots to think about. His relationship with the clinical lead also enabled him to think about his relationship with his mother and to identify aspects of a relationship with a female authority figure which were lacking in his childhood. He spoke about how he was able to accept the care with the clinical lead offered as she did so in a sensitive and non-shaming manner. But he found... Yo, man, I had to take a short break and we're back. So... Mr. Brown explored his relationship with his partner throughout his time in therapy and shared how she is the first first of his relationships with women, which is healthy and positive in nature. She's grounded and supportive of him, only wanting the best for him. She believes in him and is not criminally minded at all. This relationship offered Mr. Brown an alternative to what he is used to having with women and is a strong and healthy influence in his life. Real talk. Mr. Brown explored his relationship with his son also during his time in therapy, identifying how much he wants to see him when he's released. Mr. Brown developed what appears to be a strong and healthy relationship with another resident on the community. Yo, my boy in the den. Hey, mad. I've already mentioned that. He basically taught me what, hold on, real fathering is. 
how to father, be a parent, you know, the ones there. Like, without teaching me, obviously it's just observant, just looking. Uh, this offered him an ability to understand his needs in a relationship and to experience what a healthy, supportive and functioning friendship looks like. Mad. Because mad at all these friends I've got. It's different now because I've come out and these men are on a little bit of a different wave, but this friendship with my man was different. You know, the ones there. He has learned to be able to speak about negative feelings that come up for him in this relationship and has continually reflected on the friendship and what it serves him. I suspect it will be very difficult for Mr. Brown to lose such a relationship, but it will enable him to understand what he needs in needs from future peer relationships and has set him up well to receiving and achieving this. So that's the end of that section there. So basically with that bit there, I forgot about that to, uh, to be honest, because I, I mentioned bits and bits anyway, but obviously they to speak might have been prominent because obviously the section that we're talking about. Um, but like being able to speak about when you have negative feelings coming up within the friendship to be able to mention it and speak to that person and then work through it because it's not just working on any relationship needs working on whether it's a friendship with a with one of your peers another male or a relationship with a partner with for myself which would be a female um and him being able to receive what i'm saying and me being able to communicate well what i'm trying to say and vice versa him saying things to me like when i say like in that lifestyle you can't say anything to these man, car, they're just moving mad. You know the ones there, like they just they want to rob you, they this and the that, and they didn't and just conniving, just bare weirdos, bro. Basically, let's just get it straight. It's weird, you know what I mean. So then going forward, like I said, I spend a lot of time on my own because not being able to have those fruitful and nurturing friendships, unfortunately, and that's not just me saying that I'm around people that are no good for me, like, all oh, these guys are no good. Vice versa. Me being no good for man. You know the ones there? Like, it ain't just like, you lot and I'm perfect, like, enlightened elephant and that. No, it's not that at all. Like, it's each to their own and where you're at in life and what you want to achieve and do, 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 And because I'm on this path, which may seem a certain way, that might not work well for next man. You know the ones there? And it's all about each and every one of us achieving what we want to achieve, how we want to achieve it. But I would just say, for it, I would just hope for it to be in a pro-social, positive way, that it's not impacting negatively on yourself, especially on other individuals or on the community. You know the ones there? And that's my stance on them things there. And that's how we're going to wrap up part three. I'm going to say thank you. If you made it this far, like, comment, share, subscribe. You know it's all appreciated. Cameras going strong. I'm happy with a new camera. Maybe the next time you see the next pod, you're seeing a bit of a different... <laughs> you know I'm mad. Anyway, like, done the therapy, but I'm still... <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Anyway, we've still got part... Whatever to do on the next part. Big up yourselves. Marcus D. Q. Last Our Podcast. 